asshole. You look like you want to get the shit beaten out of him. You want a street fight? Let's do this street fight. That's right, motherfucker. I'll see you on the street. All right, players, ready? Fight. Did you get? Come on, it's a real street oh, fight. I didn't think you were serious. Ow. Why'd you come out here to fight me? I don't know. I don't know. We were just posturing. What? Are you crying? Yeah. You sound like a cat. Oh, yeah. I'm sad. I'm hurt. What? This is a trick, isn't it? Huh? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask if you're all right. I'm going to get over there. I'm going to no. get close. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. You, you look really hurt. I'm going to get over there. You're I gonna am punch really me. hurt. You're going to kick my knees out from under I'm me. not, because then you might hit me again. Ow. Time. <laughs> Heather wins. Round two. No. Fight. No. No, I don't want to do round two. We overcome psycho powers with bromance and take a lengthy erotic shower as we discuss Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, this week on Get Played. Yeah. Welcome to Get Played, your voice of show. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was how the show Could started? Can you imagine? <laughs> Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm your host, HAC, along with my fellow host, NW. That's me, and FW, Nick Weiger, along with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Played, the premier video game podcast where we talk about video games, video game-related media. Uh, we gripe about, I don't know, like hitting the streets. Yeah. We politics. Gri- politics. We get into it. Sometimes we'll talk about soup for too long. <laughs> Is that sh- have we done that? I felt like we talked about soup for a little while, and it was within my power to cut it out. But I felt like the people needed to know what we thought about soup, and it turns out we all love it. If you're, <laughs> it's if, great. If you're just joining us for the first time, and this is your very first episode, I want to say welcome. I want to say yes. You know, from from the subscriber numbers, from the listener numbers, it looks like you may be the only new listener this week. But I'm talking specifically to you. That's wow. huge, actually. No, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It, it upticked by one versus yeah. last week. So yeah. this is yeah. specifically targeted at you, that individual responsible for we that. We sort of have like a, um, you know, like in um, movies where there's like a imminent war or something mm-hmm. and there's like a big board with the entire map on it and lights, little lights indicating where the war might happen. Right. We're you, sort of recording in a war room. I'm thinking of like Dr. Strangelove yeah, style. That. But, you're, yeah. but you're gesturing to our map. Yeah, no, it's our map. Yeah, yeah. we have that map. Yeah, we have the map. And yeah. that blinking light is you. And I want you to know a little history. This show started as 
a show where we talked about the worst games of all time and we subjected ourselves to just infinite horrors by playing them every week. It's true. Then we went crazy and we were like, I can't do this anymore. I'm miserable. That was during pandemic, right? When when you were miserable? Yeah, when we... I, I can't keep track of time. I'm asking you what day it is. I think we, well, if I we're think quantifying every, it by when we yes. were miserable or not, it's going to be hard to figure out exactly when that was. <laughs> as far as when we, we we sort of gradually opened it up to include, we would do episodes about notable games. Uh, we would do episodes about just like weird games that yes. were still also interesting. Worst and, and weirdest became our thing. But then we'd also like be yes. like, ah, let's talk about Ghost of Tsushima or whatever. Well, you know? and then also there would be, a, there was a brief period of time where we also were like, we're going to scale back the number of games we do a month and then just do one episode that's just like a vibe. Oh, that's right. Like just a hangout episode. And then we were like, well, this is easier and more fun. Yes. <laughs> and more sustainable. We'll just do this. And yeah. then we'll actually, we'll, we'll switch. But every, every episode still has a topic. And we've got it's a true. really fun topic this week. Uh, here, the same week that Street Fighter VI came out for home consoles and PC. That's right. Did it come out for PC? I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, so. it's on yeah. PC now. Yeah. Uh, it, it. Street Fighter VI, uh, the latest iteration of the Street Fighter series from parent company Capcom, famously in the 90s, released many, many, many versions of Street Fighter II until finally releasing Street Fighter III uh, to lackluster approval. And time can only... I would say only... bafflement. People were just so confused by Street Fighter III. Yeah, but not me. I loved it. Well, by the time Third Strike came out, I think everyone everyone came around, but you were on board from the get-go. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean... It's more Street Fighter. They, yeah. It's, if Ryu's in it, then I'm in. And if Akuma's in it, then I'm fucking in. Whoa. Akuma's a good... He's cool. Sometimes I he's box cool. in an Akuma shirt. That's, That's cool. really cool. Yeah. I would be dressed like Dudley if I was a boxer. <laughs> Great look for you. I could absolutely pull that off. You think I could? I yeah, think, I think we could. sort of a part down the middle, but like uh, like <laughs> greased down. Yeah. I'll do it. Get that mustache going. Yeah. Big um, blue blo- blue uh, boxing gloves. But I'm yeah, fucking they're... huge. <laughs> <laughs> He's huge. Yeah, he is He's huge. Big dude. He's huge, and he throws a rose that does damage, chip damage. Anyway, such a funny character. Uh, we're talking about Street Fighter adjacent stuff because Street Fighter Six came out this week. Yeah, that's right. And this month's We Play, You Play will be Street Fighter Six. So we're going to have a full episode dedicated to it, uh, all of our thoughts, once we get some more reps playing this bad boy. Uh, that will be out on Monday, June 26. This is also the month where Get Played goes international. Mm-hmm. We are going to have one of our members recording abroad for a, a, a short stint. And that member is me. Wow. So I'm going to be covering some of the gaming situation in Europe, how how easy it is to game there, how hard it is to game there. I I think that uh, we've, especially recording in Los Angeles, we have like kind of infinite access to like retro games and game themed bars and who knows what's out there in the greater world. Yeah. So if this is your first episode and you're in Europe, keep listening. And tell your friends. <laughs> and if there's gaming-specific things in Europe that you're aware of that Heather might not know, Fuck let it. us know. Yeah. Find us on our Discord, which yeah. is... Discord.gg slash get played. We're doing a lot of table setting, and guess what? Dinner's almost ready. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what we're having? Soup. Because <laughs> we love it. It's we fucking, fucking great. love soup. Any soup updates before we keep going, everybody? I'll tell you what. Is curry a soup? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's absolutely mm. not. No. Oh, there no. it is. There it is. <laughs> it's not too viscous. Viscous. And I, I also think that it's like it's since curry can also be just like a sauce or a seasoning. I was going to say you can just call it's it a more soup. of a gravy to me. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's, it's almost like gravy. gravy. Well, there is thin curry. There's like watery curry. Yeah. You can have a, a curry that you can't pour over something because it'll just go in between the cracks. And I feel like this must be said just to get it out of my system. You can't forget about Tim Curry either. A fucking legend. Yeah, you can't forget about him. Voice of Gabriel Knight in the original game. You can't forget about him. Can't forget about him. Sounds like Heather forgot. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of what you were saying about the worst and weirdest format and what we're covering today, we, in the past, we did did an episode on Street Fighter the movie The Game, which is the tie-in game for Street Fighter the movie, the live-action movie, and we were considering doing Street Fighter uh, the movie, the live-action one, uh, Raul Julia's final performance. I just don't think an episode of street about Street Fighter the movie can be topped after the incredible "How did this get made?" episode. That's yes. right about Street Fighter. That's the right. Movie. That, that's an all timer. Uh, and um, and also, I think there was an element of like we don't want to torment ourselves <laughs> yeah. unnecessarily because that movie is dog shit. It's really bad. You what you want it to be fun. You want to have some redeeming aspect, but it's just nonsense. I got visibly angry when I looked at the text. Yeah, and my wife says, "What what is it? Is something wrong?" And I went, "No." <sighs> we're just going to watch this fucking terrible fucking movie <laughs> and I don't want to do it and I'm angry about it and I don't want it, but that's not what we're doing, listen. No, it's also, it's, 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 it's well-trodden territory. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's heard about it. Yeah. But the, but the, and not to get too, too far ahead of ourselves, but like, for instance, the Super Mario Brothers movie, the live action one, that's like a fascinating watch. Yeah. And it's got yeah. elements of it that are kind of interesting it's completely foreign from the source material. Yeah. But it's kind of a, it's got a cool aesthetic. It's got cool production design. It's got strong choices versus Street Fighter the movie is just fucking nonsense. But that's if you're talking about Street Fighter the, the live, live action, action movie. movie. And today we're going to be talking about Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, the 1994 Japanese production that's just a Street Fighter anime. And hey, if you like listening to this episode and you think, ah, these guys talk about anime in a pretty cool way, you should listen to our sister podcast, Get Animated. Yeah. That's right. There's Patreon. Soup, sometimes, we'll talk about, slash get played. sometimes we'll talk about soup there too. You never know where we'll talk about soup. But we, we talk about soup all the time. It's Is coffee soup. <laughs> okay. So that's closer than curry is, I uh-huh. think, no. but I think still no. <laughs> Matt, what you said is insane. (laughs) That's closer to being soup than curry? I think so. I think it is. If you're sort of like looking at it on like a scale of what is and isn't soup, curry, no. No, Coffee is sort of like... Coffee, no. Coffee is more like Coca-Cola and nobody would be like, oh, Coca-Cola is a soup. (laughs) Well, crumbled some crackers into coffee. Look, you'd be institutionalized. I stand by what I said, and obviously Coke is not a soup. Wait, it's cold. Wait, if but no, there are cold soups. Not in my house. What have we done? We're doing it again. Let's get out of soup country. Yeah, no more soup. Yeehaw. Uh, no, we should start with a discussion of like, oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you, do you want to grab? Yeah, you can grab the mic. Yeah. Stay a while and listen. Oh my God! It's Deckard Kane from Diablo. Wow! What the fuck? Another June, early June release. That's all month long. I've heard you talk about Hyrule this and Zelda that. 
but you have not talked about the return of Diablo. <laughs> the scourge ravaging Tristram, turning towns into fountains of blood. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the only Diablo I've played is the fucking iPad version. And I feel like I have let you boys down. By by being the person who is the least Diablo of the three. You've let down the people of Tristram. <laughs> you didn't stay a while and listen. You, you you left immediately. The craziest thing is that this this elderly man has no notes. He's just pulling all of these words from his memory of the places. Everyone is going around in tears of the kingdom being like, oh, look, I can build a big mech. With my uh, ultra hand ability. Well, you know what we've had in Diablo for a long time? The Horadric Cube. <laughs> I tell you, you put three potions in the Horadric Cube, and out emerges a bigger potion. There you go. <laughs> okay, that's actually pretty. That's good, useful information, I would say, Deckard. Useful information of the b- battle against Diablo. <laughs> But here's the thing, and I maybe we'll get into this later mm-hmm. on in the month. I I, I presume we're going to be speaking about Diablo Four at some point. Shouldn't this game be called Lilith? Lilith is a Diablo part of Diablo's legion. I mean, I think it. It. it I don't think. I think you call the game Lilith. I think people would be like, "Oh, it's a Diablo game." Okay. Hey, De- <laughs> Deckard, was it? Yes, Deckard Kane. Or Deckard Kane. Uh, I've got a question for you. Is ketchup? Is ketchup a kind of curry? Is ketchup curry? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Cur- it's a soup, maybe, but it's cl- that's close to Coca Cola. Ketchup? No, ketchup is close to tomato soup. Hmm. Well, you've caught me in a little trap, haven't you? Ketchup is closer to soup than coffee, and if ketchup is a soup, then so is curry. Ketchup. Uh, the the uh, yeah, tomato soup, all that makes me think of is all the blood spilled by the minions of Diablo. <laughs> uh, I am worried that... <laughs> I'm worried that people are listening to this and thinking we all got bonked. Like, we all just got, like, bonked in the head. <laughs> Simultaneously. My wife got bonked in the head by one of Diablo's minions. <laughs> I do have a legitimate question for you, Deckard yes. Kane. Um, are you related to Fraser? Uh, distantly. Well, his last name is Crane. Yeah, so, so they, if you get yeah, changed his <laughs> when he immigrated, his family at Ellis added Island an R. they added an R. Yes. That's right. No, I remember this. Yeah, that's a very that's a big plot point. Did yes. I did I tell you guys speaking of ancestry about what I found out about my last name for real? Side tangent. Your great grandpa's a can of soup. No, <laughs> I found out, and this this baffles me completely. Baffles mm-hmm. me. So I'm I'm I was I. Have done a lot of research, some genealogy. Have I really not told you guys this? I don't think so. So I'm just meeting you now. So so I went, I don't know, like 10 generations up. Yeah. Not even. Six generations up. Yeah. My family immigrates in like 1901, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I don't know how many generations that is. They they, they, they immigrate in 1901. And when they're in uh, England coming over, their last name is Smith. And when they arrive, their name is Campbell. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it turns out that one of my relatives started a photography business and he just changed his name because he thought Smith wasn't marketable. So my last name is an advertisement. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, you never said that before. Your 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 ancestor was concerned about the brand. I I 
like my whole family, like we've done like, oh, what, what is the Campbell clan and like the Scottish kilts and mm-hmm. going to Scotland and like and it, all of it was bullshit. <laughs> it's all fake. Oh. I don't even have Scottish in my 23 no. in me. That's interesting. It's Irish. Yeah. You yeah. said the name was originally Smith? Yes. Are you related to the Smith who destroyed the monastery and slaughtered its inhabitants? Why are you rolling your chair so much, Deckard Kane? I can't get comfortable. <laughs> this robe doesn't work with the height of this chair. Anyway, you may be asking yourself, how can I, the listener, help in the fight against Diablo? And, well, I would encourage you to spend a bunch of money in the Diablo online store and buy cosmetics. Okay. So All that money goes to fund the fight against Diablo. I see, I see. I didn't realize that this was uh, that this was SpawnCon. I didn't know that Deckard was coming on here to, to shovel his wares. Oh, just, just buy a bunch of platinum. That's the in-game currency and use it to buy cosmetics, you know, because the, the stuff looks great and also all the money goes to us and we help, you know, uh, to unify everyone yeah. to fight Diablo. It's it's, it's very I, wait, I saw, charitable. Is this, is this part of this episode that this guy just dropped by to tell us to per- do microtransactions? I, I guess so. <laughs> I'm looking at the, the, uh, the production order here that I have in front of me and it does turn out that, yeah, this is, um, this is this is a sponsored episode. That's uh, yes. That's that's look. That's part of my agenda. Again, it's a good cause. Yeah. Can I ask you about the one cosmetic set that costs twenty seven real American dollars? Uh, yes. What's your question? Um, how do I buy it? How do I? Yeah. How do I buy it? Just join. Just look into the online store. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. It's integrated okay. into the game, so it's, it's it's you can't miss it. Uh, well, Deckard. Um, yeah. usually when we have a guest drop by. We like to have them ask us a particular question. That's right. That's right. You know, that's my main reason for being here. And my question for all of you is, what are you playing? Wow. Deckard. Wow. I got to say. Well, Nick, first of all, you miss Deckard Kane. I know, and I'm such a huge Diablo You're fan. Of, of the three of us, it goes you, then me. Then a chair. Then a chair. Uh-huh. And then Heather. Yeah. As far as who's a Diablo fan. Well, Deckard comes in here. He's like, we only got the three microphones. So I was like, okay, you can take my microphone. And then I remember I have some soup heating up in the microwave. Yeah. So I went to go get that. Yeah, and he just left. pounded that real quick, and I thought I'd be back here in time. <laughs> pounded soup? Yeah, my mouth is scalded. <laughs> yeah, some hot ketchup. <laughs> Squeezed a bunch of packets into yeah. the bowl. He used the scroll of uh, Town Portal and got out of here. Oh, my God. Well, it was cool to see him for a minute. It was cool. He was really nice. What? But- Carl! Matt- Carl! Carl, what is this show? Well, uh, I don't know. I downloaded it. Thought we'd listen to some of it on our drive. Well, I don't understand. I thought it was a video game show. Uh, yeah, sweetie, I, I'll just turn it up. I'll turn it up. Maybe the maybe it'll get to a point soon. Do you guys notice that <laughs> the room is slowly filling with gas? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Heather, what are you playing? What? (laughs) What are you playing? (laughs) Deckard asked before he left. Okay. Uh... (laughs) Uh, I am, (laughs) 
I'm still. <laughs> it's time for Fortnite news. Guess what? As of this record, mere hours ago, the once vaulted trios system, which would allow not one, not two, but three players to perform the act of Fortnite together simultaneously, was taken off of the playable modes just hours ago as of this record was returned to Fortnite. Wow. So that means that if you only have, uh, as my uh, my friend Barrett likes to say, I'm an adult. I don't always have time to wait around for all of my squad to show up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes only three of us are there. And that's the compromise you make in adulthood. Sometimes there just aren't enough people around to all play a video game. Right. So I am glad that the adult mode of Fortnite has returned. But what hasn't returned are swords. Instead, mm. there's Spider-Man fucking web slingers and mm-hmm. not a big, not a huge fan. The The season ends... Sound like J. Jonah Jameson over here. <laughs> Get me those Spider-Man hands! <laughs> that, that's the right guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, so, in just a couple of weeks, this season of Fortnite ends... The island is currently cracked as some kind of like volcanic activity is happening. I love that there is a perpetual change in the in the game itself. Um, but I don't really have much else to report on the Fortnite mm. front. Uh, it feels like the game is in a bit of a holding pattern as we wait for the next huge launch. Mm. Um, I did get the Miles skin. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta. I love Miles. Also, for the first time in my whole life, I found... I. I received a spoiler about like an October Fortnite thing that I can't share. Oh, interesting. Wait, did this like get data mined and you got, it's like on a site or are you saying you actually have some inside info? Inside info. Wow. Wow. It's pretty exciting. So if you're from Epic and you're listening to this, why don't you just fucking grill everybody and be like, who told her? (laughs) Who fucking told her? And and the truth is you, you don't even know what I'm referring to. Can I ask you something? No. It's a, it's a, but it's a good question. Did John Jones tell you? Who's John Jones? He's like the main guy. The main guy of what? In Fortnite? No. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like the white guy. (laughs) That like generic guy. Wait, the... He's a player character? Yeah. That's the name of the generic character model? Jonesy? Yeah, Jonesy. Okay. (laughs) No, Jonesy didn't tell me. Okay. Is it the banana? (laughs) It was the banana. Oh, well, he he woke me up in the middle of the night, unzipped his suit. Horrifying. He peeled himself. Yeah, and he, he had the body kind inside. The oh, blood, God, the blood and flesh. <laughs> the banana with bones? Yeah, the bones banana. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what have you been playing? Okay, well, guess what? What? I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom. That's okay. We're all playing Tears of the Kingdom. I'm no one's not. done with Tears of the Kingdom. All right, Heather's not playing Tears of the Kingdom. I got the Master Sword and I stopped playing. Heather played the game, you know, what can only be described as an absolutely insane way. Wait, if I, I quote, I'm just running towards things I think I can kill and I kill it. <laughs> Did I have I I know I've said it on Get Animated, yeah. but I don't think I've said it here. Got the Master Sword. Yeah. Before I got binoculars. Yes. I don't know what I'm doing in the Do you game. have the paragliders? Yeah. I did. Okay. I did get the paraglider. Okay. Which was necessary to get the Master Sword. No spoilers. Yes. I think you just, you need it. Right. In order to do half of the shit on the island. Uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's, 
I want the Master Sword because I'm having, not that I'm having a hard time, I'm finding out that I'm not good at some of the things that are like, I'm just not good at parts of the game. Like, like what? Uh, like combat and not getting killed. Uh, like, and I have like quite a few hearts. I've been completing the dungeons, the um, the temples. I have. Uh, last night I completed my third temple, three of four. Wow. Um, and I have I think something like twelve or thirteen hearts and almost complete stamina. I'm one thing away from having three full rings of stamina. One stamina ring. Yes. Five hearts. Master sword. <laughs> no binoculars. <laughs> I, 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 I want to get, I want to get, I want to talk about this lightly and not like spoil anything because obviously like there's stuff in the game that like still people are like discovering course, yeah. on their own. Um, but when you complete the temples, uh, the or you know, when you, uh, uh, when you explore the um, environmental phenomena, the what? That's what like one of the main quests is oh, okay. uh, on on the map is like that's the that's what they want you to do like oh go explore why the the Rito village is snowy yes, or why yeah. uh you know there's why the Goron village is um everyone's all weird there now uh because they're eating like poison rock meat. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and then you explore why and it's interesting, but like after you complete those, you get um there's like a boss and the bosses are all so fun and so interesting. I don't know if you've done any of these. You've done yes. you've all done the uh the, Rito, the Rito Rito boss. Wind Temple. Yeah. yeah, that was a really fun boss fight, I thought. Um like maybe like an all-time boss fight to me, honestly. Like I was like, that was I loved it. Can I ask um, yeah. how you guys handled that boss? Because I feel like the game's been out for a little bit. What was yes. your technique? Um, I mean, I did have, I had enough arrows, but you don't necessarily need arrows to uh, make that happen. Uh, you can, you can dive to, it has, it's this sort of, it's not quite a dragon, but it's like this like big bug kind of, right? Yeah. That has these sort of like glass um, ovals in it. It has three of them. Yeah. You know, you break through all of them and then it has a weak point that you can get after that. Um, you can dive through those if you're um, flying through the air. Or or if you've been paying attention to yes. what you've been doing in the run-up to that, because there's all these like frozen ponds that you, you, yes. you go to a high elevation and then you smash down through. That's uh, right. I'm fucking dumb, so I was just like, oh, I got to hit those things. So yeah, okay. I just blasted them with arrows. Yeah, I, I did it with arrows just for uh, expedience, because also you don't have to get that close to you know to do it you can get, yeah. you can do it from kind of a a, a safe vantage i uh, did the dragoon spear dive oh so nice if you have a spear yeah. you can like put wrap your body around it and just scream at top speed towards mm-hmm. those enemy points yeah and you go through the glass and the weak point all in a single motion okay yeah i liked i of the boss fights that i've done so far in uh, of of that quest uh, I think that one is still my favorite of the three that I've done. Mm. Uh, I didn't love the boss fight for um, the the water temple or whatever the what are they called? Uh, you know, King uh, Prince Sidon. Yes, uh, I can't remember what uh, the Zora. Yeah, the Zora, uh, the Zora area. Uh, I didn't care for the the boss fight in that one. I thought it was just a little too easy that one. Um, but then the in the Goron village, that's a great, great boss fight. Uh, but then that that temple is hard as shit too. It's I thought it because it's in the depths mm-hmm. when you go in that one. It's I found that one to be quite difficult. Um, but once you clear those, you get in the same way that you would get um, uh, an ability after completing a um, divine beast temple, where you get like uh, Rivali's Gale or whatever. You get like an ability 
uh, where you can like summon the power of one of these guys or whatever. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to get the final one so I could just have all four as I go through like the rest of it and like explore more. Uh, Cause I think it would just be fun to have my, my guys just kind of hanging yeah. out. I've uh, heard, I've heard online, but I haven't seen demonstrated. Mm-hmm. So I, I only have the one guy. Okay. The, the wind guy. Tullin. Right. Gusto is uh, Gusto. Gusto. Yeah. call him. And you just, <laughs> he's activated by pressing A. Yes. When uh, he's ready to go. And then you press it again and then you can blast win. Mm-hmm. I've heard that after you get all the guys, you got to go up and talk to each of them to unlock their powers. Is uh, that true? I'm, well, I think, I think the powers are upgradable. Like, uh, no, that they're just like standing around and you got to go fucking talk to them. Oh, like in the world? No, that they're like with you as a squad. Yes, you you have to go up to them. That does get frustrating, actually. Jesus. So, like, you'll have I have three of them right now, and you have to be standing by the one that you want to use. Sometimes it's conditional, right? Like they're not going to be all in the air with you. Sure. Colin is going to be in the air. That's going to be easier for using the gust. But if you're on the ground, you know, uh, someone might be standing next to the Goron guy that you get, and you might accidentally activate the wrong one but it doesn't they all have individual cooldowns it's not like a one cooldown for um like using an ability like you could trigger them all at once if you want yeah uh the the thing this is the thing that these npcs do to me is fill me with existential dread yeah because what they are alive somewhere in the world but their apparitions are following you yeah. as like a fucking avatar or a, like what is happening exactly? Is that a projection of their mental thoughts? Is that a clone of them that it's, exists in the spiritual realm? Well, there's the ghost you become when you die. Yes. But when you're alive, you also have a ghost. So that ghost is is being separated from your physical form. Yeah, you, you Nick, currently yes. have a world ghost. So I get my world ghost is out somewhere just up to no good. Yeah, and there's somebody he's probably tethered to. God, and, God, yeah. And that person unleashes the, the powers that you have whenever uh, they're required. Yeah. But and you he, don't have to be cognizant of that when, when somebody else is dealing with your world ghost. So, yeah, again, that's what just sort of fucks with my brain, the idea of that happening. The idea that somewhere a stranger has just like me hanging out with them. Well, they probably don't have you specifically. They probably have somebody they like want to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> I could help them with some tasks. Hmm. I'm tall. I could reach things. That's true. You are tall. Yeah, you're good at reaching. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Fucking that's good. great at reaching. <laughs> I hope that the world ghost of Nick is the Japanese dubbed version. Uh-huh. So that when somebody needs something like a pepper shaker, they they're like, "Hey Nick," and he goes, "Ike." <laughs> that would be wonderful. Uh, I, I I love that. Um, but I mean, all that to say, I'm playing this game still. I'm really loving it. I think I'm like 60 hours in. Uh, I've definitely crossed over to 60 hour point at, at this point. Somewhere between 60 and 80 now, I would say. Um, but that's 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 it. I. I'll be playing this for a while, and now it now that June's here and Street Fighter and, and Diablo are out. Yeah, I'm in trouble, baby. <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much stuff is going on. Uh, so, I as far as what I've been playing, 
I have also been playing Zelda. I have nothing new to add to the Zelda conversation. I feel like my my thoughts are everyone's thoughts. Uh, I'm I'm experiencing the same things everyone is experiencing. Jesus. It's kind of overwhelming, but it is cool. It is an an, an amazing design. Uh, I want to update people on Immortality, which was a game I talked about last week and which I have now finished in a sense, which I'll get to. So the this is a you know a, a, again this is an FMV game. It is a following one actress and her career as she acts in three different movies across uh, uh, three different decades. She has she's in a movie in night in the sixties and the seventies, and then she falls off the map for a bit and she returns and she has a movie in the nineties. And what you're basically doing is going through the raw footage from each of these films. But it also includes things like rehearsals and auditions. Some of it strains credulity a little bit where there's like, you know, why would they be filming a table read in 1968? But you just kind of you, like it's fine. Like you, you, you give the, you give it some leeway. Um, and it is kind of cool, I feel like, in terms of just showing like the, the filmmaking process, because you're not getting scenes, you're getting shots. It's like, you know, you're using editing software. So it'll be like just one character's coverage or, or you know, like just the wide as a, as an entire scene is being acted out. Uh, and then the three films that they've come up with, and they're all B movies, and I think that was also a strong choice because it lets them get away with kind of having like you know a, a little bit more of a low budget production value. Uh, they get to lean into the jank a little bit. So there's a movie called Ambrosio, which is like you know like a kind of a a, a monastery uh, where there's some sort of de- demonic happenings. Um, there's one called Minsky, which is like a '70s sort of crime drama. That's also got elements of like, you know, the the pop art scene. And then there's a movie called Two of Everything, which is kind of like a a little bit of a a, a Prince and the Popper sort of, you know, two, two, two people switching identities involving a pop star and is very much in kind of like the 90s hmm. music's world. Uh one thing that I think is really cool, and this is this 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 does a great job of exploring to varying degrees of subtlety, is the interpersonal dynamics between the cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Like on one of the films, you can tell they're re- all clashing with the director. They like fucking hate the director. And then on the next film, uh, the director is now the director of photography from that film. So like they he like you know he's clearly changed roles, and they're now, they have a different uh, uh, sort of interaction with them. There's like love triangles that you can sense between crew between cast members and crew members, and you know there's like producers being sleazy, like all that sort of shit is 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 integrated in there. And it's like just cool. It's just interesting storytelling to kind of discover that um, in a nonlinear fashion. Because basically, what you'll happen is you'll what will happen is you'll scrub through some footage. You'll find a clip, and I think I talked about this last week. And then it will just basically match cut from something in that to a is something possibly from that same movie, possibly from a different movie, or possibly from a bit of supporting archival footage from a talk show appearance or a commercial or something. Uh, there also are, as you start to explore this, there are these larger, more supernatural narrative elements mm-hmm. that tie into the title. I won't spoil them, um, but it, like her story, it never really spoon feeds for you what the the story is. Mm. You, all you have to infer a lot in terms of like, okay, who are who are these who are these supernatural beings? Exactly what is happening? Uh, and I, I think that's all cool. I, I think all that is great. My issues with this game are technical. 
One is that it actually plays better with the controller, which doesn't really make any sense. I'm playing this on PC. There's no reason why this shouldn't be very playable with mouse and keyboard. But as far as scrubbing through footage, and then it also it offers a lot of force feedback in terms of cues of when something important might be happening that you need to catch. Like that's conveyed much better on the controller, and I I, I just don't quite get why this isn't why it's not easier to do with a with the mouse and keyboard. I also think that there's a there's something that isn't told to you, and I understand why it's not told to you, but it's like kind of hard to discover on your own. I did, but I was reading some people's reactions, and a lot of people didn't figure this out. So sometimes when you'll be scrubbing backwards or forwards through footage at a speed other than just like standard play, you know, play speed, you will start to see hints of something weird happening, like something will be superimposed over the footage, some other figures who aren't actually in the scene are yeah. now suddenly appearing, but. It depends on how fast you are going, whether or not you will actually cue that. So there's stuff you can have watched a clip completely and totally miss out on that element if you're not going through, like, you either have to be fast-forwarding it or rewinding it mm-hmm. or go, or doing frame-by-frame frame in order to actually pick up on that. And then if you once, you once that clicks in, that scene will play out automatically, and that will inform the larger narrative. But just the way that is, I, I'm, I'm clunkily describing it, but I, it is clunkily sort of, maybe that's because it's kind of clunkily implemented Mm -hmm. and so i like i that i found a little frustrating especially for a game that i think is going to be like non-gamers will play this they'll be like oh i like movies i want to play around with this or like i'm not someone who wants to something with a challenge because there's no real challenge in this game it's just exploring everything and discovering uh, and piecing some things together but the worst thing is the big issue is that i got a bug with the end game um there's a certain point where and this was a this was a thing that i thought like i didn't wasn't sure was happening i wasn't sure if i could just figure couldn't figure out the puzzle solution but there's a point where i I will be uh, i will not spoil this i'll be very very spoiler light there's a point where your thumbnails for all your footage changes to something else and they all sort of change and i couldn't figure out how to progress i'm like figure i'm trying like literally fucking everything to try to get something to queue up uh i end up like searching for it what this and it turns out this is a known issue. This is a known bug that some people encounter where you this is what starts up the end game, um, but then their game just kind of hangs. So I had to control all the lead out of there. I got back into the game and I got the achievement for finishing the game. And so that's how I experienced the ending. Oh, and it was man. just like a real fucking bummer. Like, you know, and I could play some more and I played some more and, you know, found some, you know, there, there are other endings and stuff, but it was just kind of one of those things like, oh, God, I wish this had been fucking patched out by this point. Um, so anyway, overall, a really cool game. I think a really interesting, uh, you know, piece of interactive entertainment. I, I, again, a really super committed yeah. performance from the lead actor, which I think I said on the last episode. Uh, and I do think it's worth checking out. It's on Game Pass, and you know, maybe some people played it had different experiences because it's been out for a while now. But yeah, that th- those two last things were a little bit frustrating and made it so it was not a thing that fully landed for me. That sucks. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a bummer. Because like, yeah, you were invest, you were so invested in it, and then just for it to just sort of you know fart out kind of sucks. And it's fucking scary too. You're yeah. like, oh shit, some scary things happening, and then it's just like, oh no. Yeah, I think I'm gonna tell my mom to play it because my mom played her story after I told her about it when we did it on the show, and she loved her story. Uh, you absolutely should have yeah. your mom play that. If she loves her Netflix. story, she'll she'll totally like that. Oh, it's on Netflix. If, if you That's have interesting, uh, the mobile app or on the iPad, you can you can play it. So I think uh, that's right up her alley. She likes wow. scary too. It is scary. It yeah. definitely gets scary. And it's fucking, I said it last week, it's horny. Well, she's not going to, you know, she's not going to like that. <laughs> my son told me to play this game. <laughs> I'm going to be grounded. <laughs> my mom is about to finish Octopath Travel. Wow. That's fucking sick as hell. She has like fully become a gamer. 
That that rules. That rocks. Yeah. One or two? One. Wow. Yeah. Uh well, that's well, what we've been playing. And I guess our moms. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask my mom. She's doing mom check in. When's the last time you talked to her? Um, she's I'm waiting for her to recruit my call. <laughs> <laughs> I left her a voicemail on my birthday. <laughs> hey, uh, just to see if you have anything going on or in, in particular that you want to say to me today. Uh, we've got a really fun... Uh, thing to talk about today. Our our main topic is Street Fighter Two, the movie, the animated movie, uh, which uh is a nineteen ninety four anime film, which is an adaptation of Street Fighter Two, specifically Super Street Fighter Two, because it includes characters from the Super Street Fighter Two revision of the Street Fighter Two game. Uh, if you weren't around in the early nineties, you may not know what I'm referring to. So. Originally, there's Street Fighter 2, a massive fucking hit. Then there was Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition, in which you, the player, could then play as the bosses. Then there was Street Fighter 2 Turbo, which sped up the entire game. Then Super Street Fighter 2, which introduced even more playable characters. And then finally, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. So, if... If you were earlier, I hinted that everybody was waiting for Street Fighter Three to be released, mm-hmm. and it seemed like it never was going to. But Capcom did release Street Fighter Two: The Animated Movie before, I think before before the uh, live action yes uh, film starring Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes, well that well that's the thing, and I, uh, I'll I'll just say it now. The because I watched the subtitled version. I'd never seen this movie. I'd seen clips of it. I watched the subtitled version, and it ends after the credits. It ends with a card, and the card reads: "I have it transcribed. Coming in spring 1995, Jean Claude Van Damme, Raúl Julia, Street Fighter, directed by Stephen E. D'Souza, now filming in Hollywood." All caps. And I watching this movie, I was like, this to me felt like a response to the botched live action Street Fighter. Like this was like kind of like, look, we're going to reclaim this IP. We're going to release a good version Mm -hmm. of a Street Fighter movie. But it's not. It came out first, which I was shocked by. It came out first. It was uh, announced at the Ryogoku Kokujikan, which was a uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Tournament held at at that location on August 19th, 1993. Uh, This film wasn't just like a like a minor film. This was the year it was released, it was one of the top five films in Japan. Wow. Like it was a big fucking hit. And here in America, it sold five hundred thousand copies on uh on VHS and, and and eventually DVD. Um I had this movie on VHS when I was when I was a kid. Wow. wow. That's awesome. And I I was so I I loved it so much, like it's extremely well choreographed. Uh, it it I actually it's okay. So here on the Wikipedia page it says the fight sequences of the film were choreographed by K One founder Kazuyoshi Ishii. K One is like a mixed martial art uh promotion mm-hmm. in Japan, mm-hmm. and professional fighter Andy. I'm gonna say Hugh Hug Andy Hug. 
who uh, was a uh, prof- like a professional kickboxer who died very uh, suddenly of leukemia, oh. but was uh, extremely famous in Japan. Um, the film is like you watch it because you are like, what are the fights going to look like? Yes. And the fights in this movie fucking rule. They look great. Th- this this is what I was going to say is this it's Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. It's like, what do I want from this thing? And it fucking delivers. It's got like great street fights. It's got the special moves, you know, from the game. And you see Ken's hog. <laughs> what? What do you want in it? See Ken's hog. See Ken's hog. <laughs> I want to see Ken's talk. But to, to Nick's point, too, it, like, starts and immediately fucking rules. It's great. Like, <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, so, you know, is the, the, the fight with uh, Sagat, like, you have, you know the lore of Sagat has the 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 scar, the scar Yukin from the shore Yukin. And th- we start with that fight. That's our cold open, yeah. which I think is a great choice. And it's also, like, it anchors the narrative on Ryu, which is the problem with the, the and I, I don't want to just, like, talk about everything that's shitty about the American uh, live action Street Fighter movie, but like that one, it's like they're all there's so many fucking characters, and they all are like part like have kind of important like roles in the story, uh, and they're all trying to make them make sense in terms of the world. Here they really focus it down, or, or in terms of their narrative. Here they really focus it down on Ryu and Ken, um, and then uh, and Vega, aka M Bison. Yeah, I I, 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 watching this as a, as a kid, you're like. Oh, this is how the game is. This is yeah. like if there is a protagonist of Street Fighter, it's Ryu. It's certainly not Guile. No. Like nobody would go to up to a Street Fighter 2 machine and be like, oh, the main guy is Guile. Like Ryu is the guy who does like, especially in the Super Street Fighter uh, game. Yeah. He's the guy that starts the game. Like you see this like nice sprite animation as he's like building up for a Hadouken. So the movie starting with basically that moment. That's fucking on point. This movie was so successful that it inspired Capcom to create the Street Fighter Alpha series because you got all of these mm. backstories with these characters like young Ken and young Ryu and mm-hmm. and Ken giving him the headband and stuff. And they were like, that should be a fucking game. And they made the Street Fighter Alpha series because this movie was such a hit. Um, as I mentioned before, I had it on VHS when I was young. And there are some pretty substantial differences between the dubbed version and the subtitled version. When I watched this on VHS, I heard this, the, the soundtrack that they, they ripped out all the, all the sound. Wow. So the score was completely redone and it has this nebulous Asian sound like, like, you know, wooden flutes. Right. And uh, you're waiting for your table at P.F. Chang's. Yeah. Like yeah. like nebulous Asian sound. Uh, and when it doesn't have that sound, it has KMFDM or Corn, Alice in Chains and Silverchair doing Badass. the fucking music. Yeah. Uh, I was fucking pounding my fist. I was so <laughs> stoked. Well, when I when I watched. So I have the Blu-ray uh-huh. and I had it sealed until this week because I was like, I'll want to watch this someday. And that day was this week. Uh, so I had never seen the subtitled version and I grew up thinking, I bet the soundtrack in the fucking Japanese version is better. I bet it's like, like riffs on the original songs from the game. I bet it's like orchestral versions of those songs. Guys, the American soundtrack 
fucking kills the Japanese score. <laughs> USA! 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 Uh-oh, the guys from Patriot Radio are coming in. <laughs> I... I was, well, our Patreon numbers are skyrocketing. <laughs> I was sh- other than other than like t- two scenes, the American score, not because it's the one I'm more familiar with, is a more pumping action score, and that's what you want when you're watching these dudes beat the shit out of each other. You want like fucking like cool upbeat music, and the Japanese score sounds a little bit like Casio demos. Uh, I only watched the subtitle version. I just kind of found the mu- the music generally kind of unremarkable. Yeah. But I, I, was, I didn't have a big problem with it, but that's fascinating to hear. That, I, and you know that I'm always going to be like, oh, the original mode's better. Yeah, Not sure. this fucking time, man. Yeah. I, I, I do want to comment on something about the um, the the Western versus uh, the Japanese um, versions. Because I've never, I, I don't, and this is probably well-trodden territory. I just, I'm, I was not aware of this. So M. Bison is known as Vega in Japan. Yes. yes. Vega is known as Balrog in Japan. That's yes. right. Balrog is known as M. Bison yes. in Japan. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a three-way swap basically to get over being sued for calling the Mike Tyson like boxer uh, M Bison. Oh. So they were like so yeah, he was he was uh, uh, he was M Bison. It's easier to put in your keep in your head if you think of it that way. This is also why in the international like pro fighting pro street fighting game world uh because you don't know what audience you're talking to, they have been uh like th- their identities are dictator Boxer and claw. Yeah. Like that. It's like, who who are you fighting? I'm fighting his claw. So that interesting. So that you don't confuse the listener. I it sucks because I look, I know he's a bad guy. M. Bison's my guy. I love M. Bison. I, you mean you mean Vega? Ve, well, yeah. You mean dictator. No, dictator. not, not Balrog either. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, dictator. Yeah. He's my he's my main. I love his moveset. I love Psycho Crusher. Um, and I know that I don't think he's in six. Because of something that happens in five, um, mm. uh, but they always bring that guy back. I hope so. I because I, I love him. <laughs> He's such a funny character, <laughs> Psycho Crusher. <laughs> I I'm bummed out because I think Vega is such a good name for like uh like the feminine, yes, wily like terrifying psychopath. From that, like climbs on a wall and uses a claw and protects his face. Like right. Vega feels like, oh no, yeah, that one fits really well. Yeah, but like I don't look at that guy and be like, oh, that's Balrog. Like no, I'm like, yeah. oh, he's got a he's got to have like a Bishonen name, like Vega. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I, I, I this was my first watch of the Japanese and of the uncut version. Yes. So what is different in the VHS version that you grew up with, Heather? Versus the uncut Blu-ray from 2015 or 2016. And I'll tell you, it's basically two shots of Chun-Li's boobies. Hell yeah. Full frontal Chun-Li's boobies. Hell yeah. Nipples out, nudie in the shower, Chun-Li's boobies. That, that scene is so prolonged. They really take their time <laughs> with it. She got clean. Yeah, she gets she gets clean <laughs> as hell. But like you're seeing a lot from the back, and you're seeing like 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 you know you're seeing uh, you're seeing a lot of butt, you're seeing a lot of side boob, and so when the shot of her just like fucking tatties out, 
uh, like from the front comes, you're like, oh wow, they went for it. <laughs> yeah. Like I thought they were just gonna like tease out, like, oh yeah, here you go. Then they're just like, nope, there, yeah, there you go. Put it in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, that was cut from the Japanese version originally. Mm-hmm. So like, none of the versions had her full boobies, mm-hmm. and then now all the versions have her full boobies. Yeah. And I, I, I like how long it takes. Like, while she's showering, you cut to the outside of her apartment. While she's showering, you then cut to an open window. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're a woman watching it, you're like, this is my worst nightmare. The pacing of it is great. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It, it like, really builds, like, a horror movie. But we've jumped ahead. Let's start from the beginning. We got got a scene where Sagat and Ryu are fighting. And while they are fighting, we see digital, like, scans of their bodies— because yes. we are finding out later that a cyborg is watching them fight to deduce who's the strongest. Yes. <laughs> that, I want, it's, it's funny to me that the footage that the cyborg records is so shitty by modern standards that it, it's like significantly worse than what a human being would see. Yeah. And it's kind of stupid that they didn't just send a guy. Like if they'd sent a guy, he would have been like, "Yeah, I got, I, I could see them fighting. That that dude Ryu is really strong. You should recruit him." But instead, it's it's like really bad footage of their fight. Yeah, well, if you sent a guy though, you wouldn't have like mathematical certainty that Ryu's power was over thirty six hundred, which is like a key plot thing. I guess. Yeah, I guess it is. That's just in anime. Like p- power has a number. Like, and everybody <laughs> knows the number. Um. So after after this scene, we see a uh, an assassination by Cammy. Yes, we see like some random political guy, and this is not a movie about politics. So you cut to like some random political guy, and you see Cammy in a in a bright red cloak in the middle of a crowd of dudes in suits. And if you were in one of the things that stands out about this movie is how often it's somebody in an insane outfit in a room full of dudes who look normal. Yeah. So, like, Cammy rushes this guy to assassinate him, tosses off her cloak, reveals herself in her, like, camo, like, painted legs and, yeah. uh, and bikini, and then does the most fucking ruthless move to this guy. She vaults onto his head, breaks his neck, doubles over his back and snaps his spine. Yeah. So the guy is folded like a pretzel and then she immediately gets subdued by a bunch of people. Yeah, it's like she's putting him in like a like a wrestling submission, but then she actually goes for it, doesn't give him the opportunity to tap out. I thought, not, not having seen this movie before, I thought she was going to demask him. Because I was like, oh, okay, this is she's she's obviously heroic, and mm-hmm. you know, and like this is this maybe this interior ministry is actually you know someone insidious, and she, like when she wraps his legs around, it's like, oh, okay, she's gonna rip his fake face off and reveal he's a he's a cyborg or something like that. But no, she just fucking murders him, right? Because canonically, Cammy has been brainwashed by yes. Bison, right, or dictator, uh, and so that that's what she does. She gets she gets arrested, and you cut to Chun Li who we know from the games is an Interpol agent, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, we got something serious is going on. There's a, there's an assassination uh, plot, like a group of terrorists uh, headed by the international dictator M. Bison. And she is in her dolly, like bright blue dolly dress yeah. with huge wrist spikes 
and her hair done up in fishnets and boots in a room where she is giving this presentation to only dudes in suits. Yeah. Just regular dudes in regular... Like, there's no... You could have started her off in, like, business wear. And then later, if you, like, show off the outfit, you're like, oh, fuck, now she's in the outfit. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense that she's in the room. <laughs> it doesn't, but I kind of like it. Because it's like, look, we're just like, we're not fucking around here. Here's Cammy in her garb. Here's Chun-Li in her garb. This is just what this is just what this is going to be. But yeah, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. <laughs> so she's like, we got to involve the U.S. military. And uh, we cut to Guile on a fucking military base. And he's like, uh, he's he's out to to avenge the death of his friend Charlie. Yeah. Which I don't know if we knew at this point in Street Fighter 2. Now it's such old hat that that's what he's there to do. Yeah, was there like a te- like, you know, were there like text bios of of yeah, the characters and maybe that backstory was in there somewhere? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I know. So, uh so Chun-Li's like, "Hey, uh wh- why don't we team up?" And Guile's like, "No, I work alone." And she's like, "Well, you know, Bison killed my dad, so like I I want to I want to do this and he's like, "No, I only work alone." Uh we we go to Sha- the Shadow Loo or Shadow Law base. Uh Bison's got his like four bosses with him, his three bosses. <laughs> Balrog, Vega, and Sagat. Uh he's like, "I got to find this Ryu guy who beat the shit out of you, Sagat." Yeah, fucking kicked your ass. <laughs> he fucking oh. destroyed you. Look at that Look at scar. Your chest. It's going to be the same. Like you what you don't even bother to wear a shirt. Yeah, put a shirt on. Fucking disgusting. It's nasty. I don't oh. wear that thing. Uh, fucking gash. It's one thing you got fucked up, but now you're gross. So, <laughs> so it's like we're going to send out like a bunch of robots to find Ryu cuz he beat the shit out of you so got yeah, I get it. Uh and uh then we we see Ryu's journey. And Ryu's going all over the world looking for a good fight. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh he fights Fei Long in like a blood sport style like underground gambling match. Fei Long who I think is shooting a movie and then is like, oh, "Wait, what's going on over here?" and then or they yeah. can't find him on set and he goes in and and he part he jumps into this after Ryu, I like, it's also weird because Ryu, like, I'm not here to fight. And he just gets put into a fight. They're just like, you're where you're dressed like a fighter. Get in well, there. Yeah. You're well, fucking the, huge. Get yeah. over here, dude. But they also say, like, this this asshole is mumbling about the fight, which is funny to think yeah. of Ryu's character where he's just like, no, oh, that move sucks. <laughs> no I, can, I guy's, can do that better. No way this guy's got 3,600 power. But then <laughs> Fei Long, yeah, yeah, shooting something. And he's like, what's going on over here? Yeah, I'll fight. <laughs> but it's, it's so, again, I've said it before. It is, like, it's not just... A lot of these animated fighting movies, you're just going to see the same punch like looped. Yes. Like every move in this is looks like it's ripped from an actual training video. Like the blocks yeah. are all like dynamic blocks. It it makes me wish for a more dynamic Street Fighter experience because it's really flowy. It, it's it's great looking. I mean, like they they make the fights look really fluid, and you know, like I was saying earlier, but they still deliver on all the special moves. The director is uh, Gisaburo uh, Sugi, who has a, like like I don't not super familiar with his work, but if you look at his his IMDb, he's just got a ton of like TV credits and a few feature credits. Just a dude who's been working in who'd been working in anime for like thirty years or something by that mm-hmm. point. So it's just, it's just like clearly just a, a total craftsman, and. 
Yeah, and, and and I also think just like that the the so many of the dialogue sequences are so abbreviated and they're really not worrying too much about the logic. They're just sort of like, yeah, fucking Fei Long's over here, shoot a movie, goes in blood sport, and then they fight. They like they're they're just trying to get things through as quickly as possible so they can spend time on the fighting scenes. I think that's a great choice for what this property is. Yeah, especially since we know that when you go the opposite direction with Street Fighter, the live action movie, right. it is the least satisfying thing you could watch. Yes. Uh from from the he Ryu beats Fei Long, and there's a really great moment <laughs> in afterwards where Fei Long's like, "Hey, there's this group of terrorists who's like, you know, going after people, and like, I don't know." And and Ryu's like, "Terrorists, huh?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And you know, I I'm just not sure we're gonna. And while he's just fucking talking to him, Ryu just like walks away down like another <laughs> <Yeah>. road. <laughs> Fei Long like looks at him, and then he's like, "Well." I guess that guy's a real fighter yeah. or something like that. It's great. Fei Long in this world is like a legit movie star. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's like Tom Cruise starts talking to you like, all right, peace out. Yeah, enough of this. <laughs> Which also, and then we go to, because we almost immediately go to Calcutta, where how, for, something that's never established in this world is, how does Ryu get on an airplane? Mm-hmm. Like the dude has clearly no ID. He only has one change of clothes. He probably smells like he hasn't showered in forever. Yeah. And it seems like his only income source is at a point where E Honda's like, here, just take half my money for some reason. <laughs> Which in the dub, by the way. So he, he first off, let me let's get to that. He, yeah. He he shows up in Calcutta and he's watching Dalsim and E Honda fight. And it's just like a regular street fight between two dudes who are like fully opposites yeah and they they uh, it's like they kind of walk the line in terms of how fantastical they want to make doll seem because it's like he doesn't he does a little bit of stretching but it's not as exaggerated as it is in the game he does a little bit of like yoga floating but he doesn't really do yoga flame or yoga fire you know it's yeah. more just like in like his movement kind yes. of like yeah. it's not really like yeah it's not exaggerated to be like a video game yeah. or, like, or unnatural it's just more of like he's he's a little loose yeah <laughs> it's kind of weird. he's yeah. loose and he crunches when he moves yeah and he uses some kind of like hypnotism on Honda and forces Honda to the ground and Honda in the dub is like no oh, don't see fight fair <laughs> but in Basically in the same exact thing he says in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then an assassin shows up and like shoots somebody and uh, is running towards the car to get away. And uh, the car opens fire on him. He's like cl- like half robot looking dude, like clearly part of the shadow law like organization. And Ryu does the sickest fucking thing. Like, the car goes to drive away, and Ryu jumps up and kicks through the windshield to kick the guy who's driving yeah. as it's like, as the car is rushing towards him and then beats the shit out of the people in the car. It would have been great after that if he also started punching the car. <laughs> <laughs> so Honda comes up, and you know how there are things in movies from your youth that have just permanently been stuck in your head forever? Sure. Um, Honda splits his winnings with Ryu. And in the subtitled version, I finally found out what he originally says, which is, go ahead, take it. Don't be shy. But in the dubbed version, Honda says to Ryu, uh, 
you got to take half of my winnings because if it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't have won that fight. We Japanese have to stick together. Yes. Because we're brothers. (laughs) (laughs) There is a version of, there is something akin to we Japanese have to stick together. We're we're both Japanese. There's something like that in the subtitles. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. And I like watching it. I'm like, that can't have been the joke. What kind of an insane joke is that? <laughs> but for better or worse, Honda and Ryu are are then buddies for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. He took it to heart. He was like, oh, well, we are brothers. But I'll also say, like, this is a, a, another thing the movie does is smart about. That's it for Fei Long. That's it for Dalsim. It's just like, here you go. Here's a little here's a little cameo from a character. Like, we're going to get all the Super Street Fighter characters in there. T-Hawk's going to be in there. DJ's going to be in there. We're going to get them all into the movie, but we're not going to spend a lot of time with them. We're just going to acknowledge their existence instead of being like, what is it in the fucking Street Fighter movie? It's like, it's like, ba- like Balrog is part of... Uh, the camera crew for like the like and like E Honda is like a reporter or something. Yeah. It's so fucking complicated to try to rationalize their inclusion instead of like, hey, here's a here's a fight that's taking place with this character. All right, we're <laughs> y- y- you saw him, we're done. We throughout the this animated film, the main sort of dramatic tension that that isn't the 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 you know singular no, like finger on the nose plot, which is Bison wants to get reused so that he can create the great assassin is this um, musing that both Ryu and Ken have about their childhood, where they trained together under their uh, their sensei, and in the... Their off-camera sensei. Yeah. <laughs> in the American dub, that sensei's like, you know, focus on your fist. What do you see behind your fist? But in, again, shock of shocks, in the Japanese version, that guy's voice is like... Focus on their fish. <laughs> what do you see? Behind yeah. it? <laughs> it's a very comedic character. It's really yeah. strange. It's w- wild. Like you, you don't. Yeah. It doesn't. I was again. It felt like the movie was reverse dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> but that to me is like maybe they were like an American audience is never going to buy that. Like somebody goofy taught them something. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, because uh, just the way that like people in America like value like. Not like the military, but like things like that. Yeah, like, tough. You know, yeah, yeah, toughness. Yeah, but yeah. like a go- yeah, like a goofy old man, like yeah. a Yoda like figure is like a trope in like sure. anime. And, but, yeah, and yes. in uh, um uh, like Western stuff. Like yes. it's you know, like Yoda is Yoda. Sure. So if you're gonna say Yeah, we we're all on the same page. We're on page. the same page. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it's that's an interesting swap. I wonder that the 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 sensei being off camera. You see him like from indoor that he's in like the closed doors of of his dojo or whatever. Is it like do you think that was a Capcom thing of like we don't want to sit we don't want to put like depict this character because we might have him planned for a future game or something like that? I wonder if that's what was happening. I bet I bet it was because when you do finally meet him in Street Fighter four, the dude is a thug like he is so muscly and so big and so imposing and clearly not the guy making a voice that's like a little gremlin in the side of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so you you cut back and forth between Ryu and Ken and they're they're oh they're remembering their training and then you uh you cut to Ken driving as an adult. He's driving his girlfriend somewhere in in his Porsche. Mhm. And before the divorce, and he says, <laughs> "Well, I think this scene, being canonical, yeah, 
really informs why Ken is divorced in Street Fighter 6. Yeah. <laughs> because he's just driving and he's like, hey, you want to get married? Like, without even looking at it. Yeah. It's like, you want to get married? And, and she's also like, just blasting like, flies in the Vaseline's we are. What's real and what's for sale? <laughs> so the, she's like, what's this? You've never talked about this. And he's like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about stuff. <laughs> she's like, okay. Uh, then bafflingly, he drops her off at her house <laughs> and is like, all right, see you later. <laughs> it's like how you'd establish that a boyfriend character is like a piece of shit yeah. in, a, yeah. in like a horror yeah. movie. <laughs> like, oh, he honks his horn to tell his girlfriend that he's here. He's basically Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer. He's like, you smell like a burger. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so then he go like he drives into the city to like fight somebody right yeah. and that's when he fights T-Hawk mm-hmm. in a warehouse yeah and it's you know baffling yeah it's just a baffling sequence um and uh what oh uh no 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 that's much earlier then then he this is when he fi- if he gets kidnapped by bison Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. So I, I'm, I'm slightly out of order. He drops off Eliza. Uh, <laughs> he goes, yeah, you, you, maybe, you maybe first see him when he's fighting T-Hawk. Yeah. Maybe that's where it starts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he uh, he's ambushed by Bison. Bison captures him uh, by, like, u- using a reflect move. Like, Ken throws a fireball, and Bison deflects it right back at, at Ken, and Ken gets fucking decimated by his own fireball. Uh, so then uh, Guile is hunting down Bison and uh, <laughs> Sagat is like, you see Bison and Sagat's like, come on, man, you got to let me fight mm-hmm. for you. You got to look at my chest. You got to let me do this. You have to. Please let me do this, dude. I'm huge. <laughs> <laughs> and Bison's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to brainwash Ken to do it and is subjecting Ken to psycho powers to brainwash him, which involves both seeing his own memories and also like mid nineties screensavers, like spheres on a screen, just like gray balls that morph and then shatter. Yeah. And like they'll shatter. And this must've been the height of technology in the early nineties. Cause it's Ken screams when it happens. Like it's right. the scariest thing he's ever seen. I kind of love it. Just the marriage of like really well executed 2d animation uh-huh. and then just like really janky early, like 3d. It's just like, it's, it's, it's just such a specific time. Uh, it just timestamps it so specifically. I, I mean, I saw that and was like, I don't know, this looks kind of good. That's I, like, the thing. It, like, it also looks cool. It's like well art directed. Yeah. It's just sort of, it's just the 3D looks kind of crude. Like it stands out because it's old, mm-hmm. but like like it, it gets more grace because I'm like, oh, for the time, that's actually pretty, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Guile and Chun-Li join forces and they're like, they find out about the cyborg plot and they're like, we got to warn DJ. <laughs> Which is, again, I think the, I think it's smart that the movie uses the Super Street Fighter characters in particular in very limited doses. It's yeah. just sort of like, here you go. But like when you look back on those layers, like, wait, what? It, 
Like DJ DJ just disappeared. So like why did they have to go tell DJ? Yeah. It's not like that like come that's like called back of like DJ sees a cyborg later. He's like, oh shit, you know. Or comes to save them because he knows about the cyborgs. He's like, thanks. Yeah. Bye. See ya. <laughs> so that night, Chun Li goes to her her, uh, her place in New York. And this is where the fight with Vega, a.k.a. The Claw, Mm -hmm. happens, a.k.a. Balrog. And it's a fucking great, great fight. Really good. It's really desperate. Like, Chun-Li takes her aforementioned shower. She gets out, notices, like, a slight vibration in her, like, furniture. Just, like, a trembling in her furniture. And immediately is in the fight of her life against Vega. Yeah. And... This fight is played like what if the girl in Psycho could get could fight back? Yes. Like she's never she never is truly got the upper hand, but she's also not a victim in it. It's an excellent boy girl fight in a movie. She she wins. Yeah, she does win. She gets badly wounded, but she wins. Yeah, she and- she wins. In part because she throws a couch at him at one point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. She gets yeah. like knocked onto the couch and he's like, takes off his mask and he's like, oh, I cannot wait to skin you alive. It yeah. is my favorite thing to do. And enraged, she picks up a sofa and throws it at him before stomping on his face. Yeah. It, and then, then like kicks him through a wall and he like looks like he falls to his death. Yeah. But then at one point too, he like licks blood off of his um blade off of his blade and the movement they gave his tongue <laughs> was shocking yeah <laughs> we should you just mentioned the blood and obviously as you might in, infer from the nudity that was mentioned this is like a PG13 to almost R rated movie it, it's not like you know like a ninja scroll level of blood it's not like like super like fountains of blood but there's a Good amount of blood in this mo- in this movie. In the dub, they say "fuck." <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty surprised by like the, like the language. There's a part later on um, where um, oh shit, what's his name? The E Honda and M Bison and um, they're all at the air- airplane. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're uh, like, fighting. Yeah, they're they're fighting outside of an airplane, and like he's just uh, E Honda's like really had it. <laughs> He's fucking so sick of M. Bison. He's like, all right, I got to kill this guy or I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) That's so funny. He's like so fucking mad. I wish that was one of the the, the post-match taunts in Street Fighter 2. I'm going to kill you before I kill myself. (laughs) Then we, uh, after, after she barely beats... Uh, the claw. Uh, Guile shows up. He doesn't rescue her. It's kind of fucking cool. She like holds yeah. her own. Yeah. Final move is doing her her flash kick, like just annihilating Vega, knocking him through the wall, and then she falls into a coma from how badly she's been like like she's had the shit kicked out yeah. of her in this sequence. She, she comes to her wounds. Yeah. And then we cut to Ryu climbing a mountain. <laughs> yeah. And it's so long. It takes him so long to climb this mountain. And you you see a wide shot and there's a little house on the mountain and you're like, oh, shit. This is how he goes to home every day as he climbs this fucking mountain. 
And then fucking Honda's just there. Yeah. And it's like, how did Honda get up there? <laughs> they have the they have like the Dominic Toretto like travel plan. Because like those characters in the Fast and Furious movies just are wherever they need to be at yeah. any given time. <laughs> and they're just like, well, how'd they get there? Like, I, I mean, they drive really yeah, fast. Fine. <laughs> I, I like that maybe the script is written like, okay, who do we, who are we gonna book? Yeah. Uh well, like Honda and Dulcim are like a cool visual. Uh, like they they have two totally different styles. We'll book those guys. Yeah. Uh oh, Zangief has a fight. Zangief's gonna fight against uh who does he Blanca. Oh yeah, he mm-hmm. fi- he fights against Blanca. That's a it's like a Vegas show. Yeah. And at yeah. one point Zangief points to the rafters where uh the boxer is watching and the boxer gets so mad that he, he flexes his muscles and his shirt rips open. Yeah. Um but you you see all these different pairs of booking and at some point they were like you know what we should also have honda fight uh the boxer like we should have him fight uh m bison slash balrog uh and oh yeah 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 so in order to orchestrate this you need to have honda and uh and guile and ryu and ken and bison all at the same location for the finale right oh yeah Honda and, and Balrog a, or, or M. Bison, whatever the fuck, the boxer, their fight is like four hits and then they fall off the mountain. Yes. Guile fights against Bison and just gets his ass handed to him. Like, it looks like Bison may have, like, paralyzed him at the end of the fight. Right. And then won't even give him the dignity of killing him, which Guile is like, no, come back. I'm not finished with you. Please, yeah, fight. It's really desperate. And then yeah. Ken and Ryu fight against each other. Uh, Ken brainwashed, and Ryu like being like, "Ken, come on!" And in the dub, he's got like a weird sort of New York accent. Yeah, for this fight. Yeah, because he's so like intense about it. Eventually, Ken comes too, and he's like, "We got to fight this guy together." But his legs won't work because he's been brainwashed and then like hit against a tree by Bison. I love when a good guy gets brainwashed by the bad guy. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things. It's always so funny. It's good because you know they're it's not they're not going to stay that way. That they're going to you know snap out of it and be like, oh, I'm sorry, or you know whatever. It's it's always good. I love it. That's what happened to me. Oh, are you is, are you currently brainwashed? I mean, I could say something kind of like actual, like yeah, I was a, a innocent kid kid who was eventually brainwashed by the Lutheran church. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Mm. And yes. then, yeah. and then uh, came back into my power. That's true, yeah. Take that. Take that. Lutherans. Lutherans. <laughs> Martin Luther fucking spitting in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. those theses to the bad, fucking wall Bad board. person. Yeah. Bad person. <laughs> Didn't know it growing up. Bad person. No. Um. So, Ken has to focus on his breath. He hears the voice of his master being like, I can't see how in this. And then he joins Ryu in the fight. They pull off a move that I think they don't do again until like Marvel versus Capcom, mm. uh, where the two of them throw a fireball together. Yes, yeah. In order to beat Bison, like Ghostbusters crossing the streams. But it's it's a really good fight. Also, it's a lot of fucking like really stylish two on one action where Bison, of course, holds his own for yes. most of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also a lot of shots of they really love his like hover jump. They use that a lot and like the way, you know, his boots just like lifting off the ground and levitating a few inches off of the earth. Yep. All looks great. 
Um, we did. We did. It, I, I know. I know. We're on the other side of it, but just just to go back to the Himalayas real quick. There's like a moment. There's like a line that uh, Bison slash Vegas says that I really liked, which is that like I'm sending my cyborgs to the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Dr. Evil ass thing to say. It's so funny. You're sending your cyborgs to the Himalayas? I'm sending my cyborgs to the Himalayas. So uh, everybody joins back up. Chun-Li's okay. Giles Giles okay. Uh, The United States military blows up Bison's, uh, you know, base. Yeah. Uh, And... um, yeah, but very, very pro U.S. military intervention. <laughs> yeah, this movie they couldn't have done it without him. Yeah, so I wonder. It's kind of have we're like low key conservative Japanese politics yeah. behind it of like you know. Ryu and Ken say their goodbyes. Yeah, Ken gets back into the Porsche with his girlfriend Eliza, who's driving. Nice touch. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, and then Ryu's like, "I'm gonna start my journey," and he goes like to head down the the road. But then a semi shows up. <laughs> We're laughing. This movie fucking no, rules. The ending fucking rips. It's so good. But uh, a semi shows up on uh, an American road, driven by bison. And Ryu leaps toward the truck to fight the truck, and yeah. then he cut to, to to black. Yeah, it rocks. It says so, like there's some text. I don't know if it's in the 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 dub version, but it just says like teaser. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> like they're gonna make like a Street Fighter two two, but they did make an animated series after this. Yeah, Street Fighter two V, which yeah. is no good. Uh, that's a bummer. Yes. No good, but they do really amplify the sexual tension between Ken and Ryu in that show. Uh, yeah. Like those God, I guess I'll have to see. Those two get real close to uh <laughs> to kissing. Also, this uh this movie introduces so many things that that are then incorporated in Capcom games, like the field where Sagat and Ryu fight in mm-hmm. becomes a stage in a later game. Oh wow, that's cool. Uh the the Ryu's headband being canonically Ken's like hair tie. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's that. I I love that. I usually when I'm like, here's how this thing that you didn't really ever need explained is explained. Like you know, Han Solo's name. Yeah. When, usually when that happens a prequel, I'm like, all right, come on. But that happening here, I was like, oh, this feels earned. This yeah. is nice. It yeah, fe- it felt really nice. Yeah. Uh, evil Ken becomes a playable character in later games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does Evil Ryu in alternate realities where Bison wins. Uh, it's it's. It's not just a uh, an animated movie. It's like an official Capcom production. It feels like like the Star Wars comics will, yes. will stay, say stuff about Star Wars, and yes. then it'll be like referenced in the Mandalorian. In the same way, this is like official. Are there any other Heather? Do you know? Are there any other movies or anime that begin with the Capcom logo? Because that's like. I was like, I saw that. I was like, oh wow, okay. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't. They play a little, little sound thing. Ass- I would assume that Monster Hunter movies start oh, with a Capcom. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm not sure. I also loved. I mean, it's such a small, like not even really part of it detail. But uh, in the Street Fighter logo, you know, like where it'll say like super behind the word Street Fighter. Yeah. But here it says movie, and yeah, I, I love really that. Good. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> uh, yeah, yeah this rocks. But oh, I wanted to go back to this. Super uh, Street Fighter Two V, the animated show, bad. Yeah, 
Street Fighter V, Street Fighter V, bad. What do they have in common? The V. Great point. Kind of interesting. And I, you know what? They got rid of the Roman numeral V for Street Fighter Six. It's just the number six. Yeah, that's true. They had it in four. Yeah. And that was good. It was an exception that proves the rule. Do the Resident Evil movies start with the Capcom logo? I don't think so. No. I don't remember. There's don't. no way. Because they're like they're not even they're not even the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Street Fighter 2 the movie, the animated movie. I'm so glad we watched it. Yeah, it's I'm I the relief I felt when it was like we're not gonna watch the live action one, we're gonna watch the animated one. And yeah. then I was like, oh my god, I might even own it. That was so nice, such yeah. such a good feeling. And on the Blu-ray, I was able to switch back and forth between the dub and the subtitled version. That's nice. And it was, so, I, I was like, God, I remember this scene. So the one scene I think that has a better feeling in the Japanese version is when Chun-Li and Vega are fighting, Chun-Li goes and turns on like the radio, mm-hmm. which is a very fancy radio. And she's listening to like a folk, like an acoustic folk song. And that fight being underscored with an acoustic folk song is pretty excellent. Whereas I think in the, you know, the American version, it's like some random KMFDM song or something. Mm -hmm. Wake me up. Wake me (laughs) up inside. Wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think this movie is is fucking great. I thought it's it's super fun. Absolutely delivers on the, the promise of the premise of the IP. I think that like, if you haven't seen this like me, it's it's on, you know, I think it's on prime. I watched it on Crunchyroll. Yes. It's, it's streaming on some services. Check it out. It's like an hour 40. It's super fun. And it looks great. Very fun. Um, probably one of the better movies we've watched here for the podcast. Yeah, I think, yeah, so. I think so. It yeah. was great. It was so much fun. It's a very entertaining Yeah, if film. you if you like Street Fighter, it's a great movie. Yes. yes. Like, if you're like, oh, I've spent my whole life liking Street Fighter, and what's this? There's, like, an animated movie? Yes. Okay, it's sure. Also, it was also just refreshing to watch, like, a video game adaptation that is just exactly the same yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, like, that's right. that's good. Like, they didn't, like, try to, like, like explain away something or, like, or, like, yeah. Ryu, you're such a professional businessman. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I am. Have you ever considered fighting? Yeah. Fighting? What's that? Yeah, exactly. What's Bison doing over at Bison Corp? <laughs> you want me to go, you want me to join this fight? Yeah. And I'm a businessman. Will you, like, like I'm some kind of street fighter? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get into my hot rod. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Steve Guile. Like, they just, like, <laughs> can't fully commit to the name for some reason. The M in M. Bison stands for mean because he's bad. <laughs> mean Bison. I I had you know it's it's I like th- was thinking back this was making me think back on my initial exposure to Street Fighter Two the property which was like talking to kids at school before I actually played it like I read mm-hmm. about an EGM and then I, I eventually got a cabinet I got to or didn't get a cabinet but got to yeah. play a cabinet at the arcade but I remember talking to kids about this game and like you, we did, there wasn't a, like a pronunciation guide so like. Kids were just saying names however they thought they were they were supposed to be said. And yeah, she told me this. <laughs> yeah, so like there was a kid at school who was convinced that that Guile's name, and I knew that Guile was a word, so I thought it was Guile. But he was like, "No, nah, man, it's Gilly." I like <laughs> called him Gilly. It's just like, and there's no way to win that fight. You no, can't just be like, "No, it's supposed to be Guile." It's like, "No, uh, uh." You can't point to any source yeah. to refute him at that point in time. 
you can't argue with a stupid kid who thinks they're right. But like, if you, you had right, but in this age, you could like point to a YouTube video or yes. something. You could say like, yeah. "Hey, here you go. Here's That's this happening. True. Here's this streamer saying this name this way." So like, you, you have some evidence, but that didn't exist. Yeah, the internet was not as we know it yeah. now. This is Doctor Disrespect saying that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I've I've shown you guys the footage of me at like the 1993 Street Fighter tournament. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we talked about uh, Street Fighter Three, yeah. Oh God, it's what such a, joy. a fucking like those are good times. Did I ever show you the documentary I made about that same arcade? I don't think so. I should show you that. Wow. I made a documentary in the 90s about that arcade. We'll cover it on... Um, uh, oh, no. The game was better. <laughs> oh, um, how about a segment, guys? You ready for a segment? Let's do a segment. Segment! Whoa, that's really good. That's How is it taking us this long to do that? <laughs> that's excellent. Fucking great. Uh, this is a new segment, and it was suggested by Jolts in the Discord. The Get Played Discord, discord.gg slash get played. I'm going to name a game, and Nick and Heather must guess how much storage space it takes up without going over. It's time for The Size is Right. <laughs> I'm going to be bad at this. Here we go. I'm going to say, uh, here, so I have a list of games right here, and the platforms are four, and you guys just have to say what the size of the game is. Here we go. Here's the first one. God of War Ragnarok. Mm. For PS5. Because there are size differences depending on the platform. So I'm yeah. just saying the platform for a reason. Uh, beep, beep, beep. 75 gigabytes. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I was, I, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to do like a one kilobyte here, uh, even though I think it's under. I'm going to try to make my best guess. I'm going to say 64 kil- uh, gigabytes. Heather is closest. Wow. 84 gigabytes. That's a big boy. That's a big boy. It's a chonker. Yeah. God of War Ragnarok, 84 gigabytes for the PlayStation 5. For the PlayStation 4, it's a little different. I think it's more. Wow. Here's the next one. So Heather has one point. That's right. Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I think this is this is a, this is a little bit more slender. I'm gonna say seven gigs. Four gigs. Heather's closest without going over yet again. Five point seven gigabytes. Yeah, come in, uh, spin the wheel or whatever. Um, God, I want nothing more than spin spin that wheel. It's so fun. Plinko. Yeah. Uh. Here we go. Elden Ring for PS5. I feel like I, I encountered this recently because I was looking at... 59 gigabytes. Installed. 59 gigabytes. It says 59. Uh, I'm going to say... Hmm, I'm going to say 61. You're both over. Oh. Wow. The answer for Elden Ring on PS5. 44.47 gigabytes. So much game in a relative paucity of gigabytes. It's really interesting, right? Yeah. Like I was I was kind of surprised that it's like kind of small compared to like what it just for what it is. Mm. My experience with development is, you know, over 10 years ago. So, you know, what mm-hmm. but 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 the things that, that tend up that take up a lot of space are and you know, compression has has changed, but like it's like, you know, it's it's uh 
it's art assets. It's like things like like video. Like it, it could just be that there's a lot more like FMV in something like Ragnarok that just like takes up more space. Like it could it could just be that. Yeah. Um, audio can take up a fair amount. But I think compression has advanced so much further and also has like, you know, like uncompressing things in real time and streaming things in. So, hmm. It's interesting. Pretty interesting. Uh, here's the next one. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater for the PlayStation 2. Mm. Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. What a thrill. PlayStation 2. Mm. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah we, yeah we're, crossing, we're crossing IP here. <laughs> what the fuck? What's going on? This you is the GSN like, universe. Yeah. <laughs> crossing IP just like uh, he crossed the picket lines. Um, <laughs> so... Just Ken Jennings. Not the ghost of Alex Trebek. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Honored the the picket line. Uh, I'm going to guess 900 megabytes. Interesting. Interesting. How big was this fucking game? It's on a DVD. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's on a DVD. This is another one. 3.1 gigs. Okay. Heather is closest without going over. Nick, you barely just went over. I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> 2.89 gigabytes. God damn it. But think it's about Snake Eater, though, too. Isn't that interesting? There's so much in there. <laughs> it's a big game. A it's big. On. It's really, str- I feel like it really stretched that DVD. Yeah, it's uh, stretched well, it. <laughs> they did, but it, I mean, you know, like in the, the, the Metal Gear games, a lot of those. Metal Gear? <laughs> Metal Gear? <laughs> A lot of those cinematics were, are like in engine, yeah. so it's like that's not you know again not going to take up as much space as some that's big true old FMBs. But you also have footage of like actual World War One. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Um, okay, Heather's in the lead, three to zero. Oof, that's that's hard. Can it's I hard. give? Can I give Nick one of my? Points? Don't I don't want your fucking charity points. Okay. <laughs> Heather has two. Yes. And Nick has one. All right. I don't want it. Nick has zero and Heather has two. <laughs> Floating point. <laughs> um, Heather's back at three. Uh, just for, just for, just because it's on, we're all talking about it still. Yeah. This will be the final one. Okay. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This game's not as big as some other games of its scope. No. Again, it's like it's like the Elden Ring thing, and it's also because it's on fucking Switch. Um, is it ten gigs? Nineteen gigs. Nick gets a point. It is sixteen gigs. Woo! The Elden Ring for Nintendo Switch. Wow. So much game in there. So sixteen gigs. So much game. Well, I mean, they save a lot of space by just having Link go. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, looks bad and doesn't work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's. That's uh, the the size is right. Shout out to Jolts yet again. And if you like Thanks, to Jolts. suggest uh, a segment, maybe I pick it. Uh, send it to the Discord, Discord.gg/getplayed in the uh, in the suggestion box uh, channel. You know, it'd be fun to, di- to like to throw in some retro games with this. Yes, because like there's some fucking. It's like amazing how small games from like the the, the even the 16 bit era were. I mean, I have I had two more that was like. Just for time, didn't do. Yeah, uh, can I? You want to guess? Um, Pokemon Gold and Silver. That one's kind of interesting. Uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver. 
128k. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess 900 kb. Nick's the closest without going over 710 kb. Mm. Wow, pretty mm. nice. And then the final one that I had was Super Mario 64. 1.5 megabytes. How big were those cartridges? Because they were megabit cartridges, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's less. Hmm. What, what, Heather, what was your guess? 1.5 megabytes. Oh, it might be more than that. I, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go uh, 15 megabytes. Heather's closest, eight megabytes. Wow, incredible. Good God. Really interesting stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes, Alex. Shout Thank out to you. Alex. Uh, that, was in, that was perfect. Uh, but that was the sizes right. If you have play as my coffin lowers into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's going to be uh, like the, um, uh, I can't even think of a, a positive song. It was gonna, the joke was people are going to be excited. <laughs> be elephant, baby elephant. Water. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to actually just drop you in. Uh, but yeah, that was the sizes right. Thanks a lot, Jolts. Uh, and that was this week's get played. Uh, our engineering is by Alex Gonzalez. Dead Air Alex G on Twitter and Instagram. And also, as Heather was talking about, we got get animated where we watched Street Fighter Two the animated movie on this episode of Played. But on the the get animated, Heather, we're watching. A very fun series that is new to me and Matt. It is the mid-2000s mega-hit, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. If you liked anime in the mid-2000s, this anime was everywhere. But if you're new to anime, you can watch along as we view the show in broadcast order, which we have written so much about. There's a chart on our Twitter. It's like posted on the Discord. It's a very strange order, non-linear, non-chronological viewing of the show as they originally broadcast it. But yeah, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya is on patreon.com slash getplayed. That's patreon.com slash getplayed or later on Stitcher Premium. If you haven't, if you're not, if you're not familiar with this show and you've never seen it before, uh, I, I, I heartily recommend it. It's whether you, whether you listen to the podcast or not, you can find it on Crunchyroll. It's just such a, a fascinating piece of media. It's really entertaining. It's genuinely funny. So, yeah, check that out. And but if you what, like, but watch it watch in broadcast. broadcast watch order. it in broadcast. Order. Watch yeah. it in broadcast. Order. You gotta. You yeah. gotta. You have to. It's the law. It's supposed to be. And, guys, maybe, maybe only Nick got played this week. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Wow. Oh, wait, watch out for that subway truck. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>